Welcome to the Your Bold Life Podcast. I'm Phil Selby, and for those of us women over 40, I take a stand that it's time for us to take our turn. I say we stop the cycle of thinking we are the only ones going through tons of changes after 40. Instead, let's share stories and learn how we're all going through so much of the same crap. So what about me? The kids are going back to college. Many of my friends are sending multiple kids to college. Some are sending a new kid off to college for the first time. And I just want to reach out to those that have kids that are going. Um, It's hard. (laughs) It's so hard, even just from my standpoint, watching my friends, listening to my friends going through it, because I remember that that was such a turning point in my life. I don't like going back to those feelings, but it's only by going back to those feelings that any of us are going to start getting better about it. I mean, I had the two kids and so I'm over those first experiences again with with them. But if I don't share them, then the next person just has to go through them alone and the next person and the next woman. And it's just this big cycle that's just sucks. I mean, why hasn't anybody told us just how much emotion and, and, and what's going to happen when those kids go off to college or, or when they move out for the first time, if they're not going off to college, same thing, when you move them and drop them off at their apartment and they don't come home with you, uh, any of that, you know, why are we not sharing it so that we understand that it's okay that we've got all of these crazy things going through our head. So one of the things that I'm watching, um, because I was aware of how much it was going to affect some of the people, some of the women in my life, I was really trying to to stay proactive, to really pay attention to any warning signals that, you know, they're, they're pushing through it and they're pushing through it too hard. Um, one of the things that I'm, I'm witnessing, and I witness it, of course, because I, I remember doing it myself, was the fact that I didn't work through any process whatsoever. I just expected that I was going to have, you know, my one day of upset or, or the tears as we left and then suck it up buttercup because this is just life. I was not ready for the days, the weeks and the months of it affecting me. And I'm sure, I'm going to assume that it probably affected me for longer than it needed to because I did fight it because I did tell myself that I needed to be okay. That I, I did tell myself that you knew this was coming. What did you expect? Of course, you know, I'm like, no, I didn't know this was coming. I had no idea what emotions were until they hit like that. None. So it does get better with time. 
So if you've got children out there that have just gone off to school for the first time or moved into their apartment for the first time, I do want to let you know that it does get better with time. So let's just kind of rip off the band-aid a bit, huh? Um, let's just dig into it and, and really talk about all of that shit that's going around in your head. Stop pushing it aside. Stop telling yourself that, that what you're feeling is not important. It's really, really fucking important. Those emotions in your head right now are really, really important. Do they make sense? Maybe not, but they don't have to make sense. You just have to realize that it's okay, that you've got them, that you've got those irrational thoughts and worries and happiness, which is what I want to start out with. I definitely want to start. So I wrote a little list of the emotions that I know that I processed through daily, hourly, at times. <laughs> One of the things that would stop me, you know, and do it, I would do the whole suck it up buttercup thing was because I was so excited for them. I was legit excited. They were going on to do all of these things that they might have talked to us about already, you know, that they've been talking to us for years, you know, that, that we had dreamed for them as well. We were so excited. So if I'm so excited, then why the hell am I so fucking sad? I couldn't answer that. How can I be so excited and so sad at the same time? I don't think there is an answer for that. It's just too complex. There's too many things going on. There's too much change happening. And we waited for this day for so long. We waited for the day for 18 years, maybe even longer for some of you. And here it is, the day. Holy shit, the day. The drop-off day, the move-in day. You know, something that we've all looked forward to, something we've joked about. Oh my gosh, I can't wait until they're out on their own, you know. I said that before. I really did not mean it. I know I didn't mean it because I, I absolutely adored having my kids home at every single second. Always. You heard the sarcasm, right? <laughs> so if I was so excited, then why was I so sad? Now, since, let's see, the young, the baby graduated in 2016. So that's four years of being able to analyze. And in this case, for me, this was, I, I thought that this was a great thing to analyze because it really helped me through quite a few different emotions um, and, and figuring out a lot of different things. It wasn't one of those things that you analyze and you don't get answers. Uh, for me, this is something that I analyzed and I did get answers and I did get an outcome. So I, um, <laughs> I, I had sad and the sad also kind of came in with being mad at the same time because I was, I was sad for how my life was absolutely going to change. And I was sad because I knew life was never, ever, ever going to be that way again. You know, when our, when our first graduated, 
it was hard because even though she stayed home and went to community college, as soon as graduation happened, uh, she, she was an adult in our eyes for, you know, as much as you can be. Well, she, was, she wasn't 18 yet, but as much as she could be at that point, she was an adult in our lives and she was working and she was going to school and she had a life. And that meant that there were three of us as a family, not so much four of us because the family dynamic had totally changed. So I had to mourn that a little bit with the first one going, graduating and going to school. But the second one graduating and going to school was absolutely mourning that the family dynamic was never going to be the same. I mean, it's legit. I, we don't know because of different schedules if we can all get together on any certain holiday. You know, that's just how life works. And you know that's how life works because look at your adult life with your parents, right? You don't always show up for the holidays. There's other things that come into play. That's a whole nother podcast episode right there for sure. How all of this has made me a much better daughter. <laughs> In fact, I need to make a note of having that conversation with you. So it was, I was sad for me. I was sad because the family dynamic that I had craved and loved and wanted all of my life to have was coming to an end. But that leads me to the fact that I was also mad, which was why analyzing this stuff worked good for me. I was mad because here I was seeing two people go off and do things and I did have some regrets. I did have some regrets of dropping out of college, of not going forward. I was jealous that they were gonna get the college experience that I didn't quite have. You know, I went off, when I went off to college, I moved in immediately with my now husband. We were high school sweethearts. And I chose to give up my volleyball scholarship at a different college to go to the college that he was at with a football scholarship. I do not regret that no matter what choices and poor decisions we made along the way during that time. I do not regret doing that because I don't think that our relationship would have lasted if we were at different colleges. Um, but it's, but since I didn't live on campus and I didn't go off and have the, the, college experience by myself, there's a little part of me that's like, oh, hmm, I wonder what that's like. That, that might have been really fun. So there's a little bit of sad in there, a little bit of jealousy. And the mad part, the mad part I came to find out was the fact that nobody had thanked me for sacrificing so much of my life to help them be where they are. Now I say that with a dramatic pause because again, there's a little bit of sarcasm in there. I don't expect that thank you anymore because it's ridiculous. <laughs> it's absolutely ridiculous. I, I laugh at myself about it, but those were the legit thoughts in my head. It's like, I have done all of this stuff and nobody gives a shit. 
why did I even do it? I had to work through that. It was crazy talk in my head. Crazy talk. And then I didn't realize if it was okay to have that talk in my own head. Was it okay to have those feelings? Do other people have those feelings? I don't know. Nobody talks about it. So I guess I'll just keep bottling it up too. And then it festers. And all of this stuff, like I said, all this stuff was just going through, was just going through my head all day, every day for way too long because I did not, I did not reach out. I didn't talk to others. I didn't even, I didn't know that other people were, would be going through the same stuff or similar things or, or completely different things than I was going to. And we could have commiserated on that. We could have commiserated on the fact that they could laugh at what I was going through because to me, to them, that wasn't a big deal. And I could, I could have possibly laughed that, you know, what, what they're feeling would, isn't a big deal to me. That would have been amazing. <laughs> would have been amazing to laugh, laugh some of this crap off with, with some other women. But I didn't have that, so I worked through it on my own. So those are three things that I was excited for them. I was sad for me. I was a little, that was four things. Jealous. And then I went through some anger, right? So we're kind of going through some grief, right? You do realize that, right? You're, you're going to go through stages of grief. As I was going through those stages of grief and I came out on the other side, then I was just freaking scared. And didn't do much of anything because then I was at the, what the fuck am I going to do now? When the baby graduated and went off to college, I'd been a mom for 23 years at that point. And it was the only constant that I ever had wanted for myself for a job ever. There were plenty of other things that I thought would be fun to go and do as a career. And yeah, this would be fun. This would be fun. Let's, this would be great. But there was only ever the constant in my life that I knew I wanted to be a mom. And I know a lot of women have that a lot. So I was, I don't want to use the words too deeply into it. Um, Cause that would say that I regret what I had done as a parent. Um, I, ugh, I don't even know what the term I want to use is because anything that I come up is going to sound like I would change something and I wouldn't change anything because I had totally lived for my family. I had lost myself. So before that it had been okay. But after I, after I didn't have everybody to take care of anymore, it wasn't okay anymore because I didn't have other things to fill in. Um, I had to totally pay attention to the fact that I started mothering the hell out of my husband. Oh my word, it was bad. Um, not in correcting everything, but making sure every single thing was taken care of for him. Now, I've always been more of the 1950s style wife anyways. Um, other women have always made fun of me for the fact that I would, I would get, I get up and make him breakfast or pack his lunch or, you know, any of that stuff. But I did it for my kids and they would make fun of me too. That is just how I was raised and how I liked doing everything. So I don't make any excuses for that. I like doing it. I don't care. 
it bothers you, kiss off. But I got worse. I mean, way worse. <laughs> to the point where I don't think he even had to look at his phone for his schedule because I would probably be texting him and saying, all right, don't forget, we have this and we have this and we have this. I was like, total Stepford mom, total Stepford wife. And I made him totally dependent, which did not help us work through the emptiness because I was making him into making him codependent. <laughs> so I definitely had to recognize that and figure out what I wanted to do. And I did not figure that out quickly. That was a process. Um, it was a little bit of a process, which is exactly why I created the What Do I Want workshop, because that was part of my process, was, was figuring out who I used to be what things did I used to love to do and try to figure out how I can maybe incorporate some of that into now, which is what I have. So what did I want to do now? That was, that was part of all the emotions. I mean, it was like spinning in circles. What in the world do I want to do now? There's, there was so many options that my mind was exploding. Do I want to go back to school? No, I don't want to go back to school because then if I go back to school, then I have school loans of myself. But then you'd have a degree and wouldn't it be cool to have a degree? I wonder how much time I have left. How many credits left do I have to take to get my, my AA? And what would I get my bachelor's in? What would I want to do? Oh, I would love to go into counseling. Oh, wait, if I go into counseling, then I really, really would have to work for somebody else and I'd have to do nine to five and I'd have to do their schedule. And yeah, homie, don't want to play that. I don't want to do other people's schedule. This was legit me going through all of the different ideas of what I could do. There was way too much, way too many ideas. I mean, even talking to my husband, I would get super confused because he'd bring up more stuff. The the confusion when you're in the empty nest situation is, uh, yeah, we were poor because we had two kids in college and um, FAFSA thinks that we should live off top ramen and chili and we can afford astronomical amounts of, of college payment. Um, I would love to figure out who wrote the programs and figured that stuff out. But side note, <laughs> that's a side note. Um, Besides that, we did not have all of the, the other school things. So, I mean, they had their school loans and we did help a lot as much as we could. But there was the fact that I had different expertise at this time. I had more time because I didn't have to take care of them and drive them around, right? And um, the world could be my oyster. And we actually could have school loans if I wanted to go back to school. I mean, all of these were legit serious solutions if I wanted them, but I couldn't figure out what I wanted because there was just so much going on, so much going on. And then here came the biggest, the biggest one. So I have all of those emotions going on, all of those ideas going through my head because obviously I should figure my life out immediately. Why can I not figure out my life immediately? I've been waiting for this moment for 23 years. I should know what I want to do. 
if I have all of this free time now, why am I not getting a goddamn thing done? Why am I actually getting less done than I did before? And that one I can definitely correlate with grieving. Um, I can absolutely correlate that with um, the feelings of grief. If you are going through the empty nest right now, you've got to give yourself a break. You have absolutely got to give yourself a break. Do not put a time stamp on when you are going to feel better. Do not decide that, you know what, it's been a week. You're going to be over it now. It doesn't work that way. Well, maybe it might work. I'm not a counselor because I didn't go back to college. So I'm not a therapist. Maybe it does work that way. In my in my experience and in what I've witnessed from multiple empty nest mommies, it does not work that way. Because we're all going to work through the grief at different paces because we have different spots that the grief is going to hit us harder. So I really, really, really want you to give yourself permission to just feel the feels. To not, to go through a period of not fighting them. To give yourself permission to not get shit done. To give yourself permission to just sit down and binge watch Netflix if you need to in your jammies and not have to make excuses for why it's a bad thing or why it's okay. You do not need a reason when you're going through this transition to just feel the emotions. You do not need a reason, you do not need an excuse. You do not need permission from anyone. It's much easier to just feel the feels than to bottle them up and let them fester and then they keep popping up and then you realize that you're angry because that's what I would be. I'd be angry. I'm like, why haven't they texted me back? I haven't heard from them in a week. Why are they not texting me back? Little shits. So then I'd be the angry person because then I would just like, oh, they don't appreciate anything I've ever done. Instead of just letting the emotions all go freely so that I could start working through what I wanted to do who I wanted to be. The fun part. So if you're going through the empty nest right now, or even just a birdie's flying the coop, the nest might not be empty, but a bird's flying, flying free, please give yourself permission to go through the feelings. And please reach out. Oh, you can feel free. Hit me up on my contact form at any time there. You know, reach out. I'm on social media. Um, if you're, if Hopefully you're on my newsletter list so you're getting notice of when the new podcasts are coming out. But on any of those, on the, any of those emails that you're getting from me, if you hit reply, you get me. So feel free. Let's chat about it. Do not suffer alone if it's really bothering you, okay? That's my goal. My goal with your bold life is that we're not going through all this crap alone. That we talk about it more. That we know that it's normal. That we know that the crazy thoughts going through our head are normal. They're not crazy. 
and so many generations before us have had the same stuff going on. And we just have the power to talk about it more and share it more than they did. So I say we keep doing that, continue to do that. So like I said, if you would love to stay in contact, please, please, please hit subscribe on the newsletter. Newsletter, that's so 1990. Um, hit subscribe and get added to the list and then you'll get notices of when the next podcasts are coming out and what they are. And then you'll be able to reach me more if you need to chat, okay? So thank you for joining me today. I look forward to continuing to guide you into creating your bold life because you deserve to live as your best self.